Yeah, it's it, there is room for that. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what else there's room for? What's that? Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixel It. We're finishing the Silver Eyes. <gasps> oh my god, we're doing it. We're doing, we're doing it. it. We did it, Kevin. We did it. And you this know what's hilarious? Book didn't defeat us the second time around. It nearly did because oh we god. had to cancel two recordings to yes for for we we were supposed to finish this days ago, and then yeah. I had a stomach bug, and then and then Phil had some work issues and and uh i nearly uh, burnt my house to the ground to get i was out gonna this. let you say it instead of saying <laughs> we had a we had a kitchen situation there's a uh, there's a there's a, a reducing a reduction on the stove right that reduced past the point of a reduction yes it, and, <laughs> and moved into carbon making process Car- the carbon process the yeah carbon process and uh and i said i gotta get out of this book stat and uh <laughs> and i just turned everything over on the stove and we watched it all burn like the end of what's eating gilbert grape uh no, you and no. you and Emily, or you and Emily, held hands and watched the buildings tumble down. Yeah, like at the exactly. end of um, Fight Club. Yes, yes, that was the yeah. I mean, our life is soundtracked by the Pixies, for the record. So there is that. But uh, Could be yeah, worse. no, we 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 were supposed. It was never because of the book, though. Unless unless you believe in curses, you know, FNAF may have left a curse upon us. Upon us, uh, but that's Apox the only upon thing our, our our book reading. Oh, and we're God. not gonna we're not gonna labor this book any f- longer than it has to be. Absolutely. Remember in the last episode when we were really high, not mm. really high. We were moderately middle on the prospects of this book. Yeah, I do remember that. What's what? Why do you ask? Why do you? Uh, Can I get a status check on that? How is our feeling? Oh, after oh. having read the rest of it. This was awful. This, <laughs> this is was, bad book. This was this was such a letdown. Not down. a good book. <laughs> what a letdown. Oh it it, here's the thing: is it has a it has a good, a relatively strong second act, which yes. I will say, almost nobody has a good second act. Normally, it's yeah. like you got a kick ass start and or like a kick ass ending. The middle, I would say, almost never has has the the good stuff in it you know well, it really it's just kind needs of like, to have the good stuff you know it's just keeping it along keeping it afloat keeping it afloat until you yeah. get to the the bitching part at the end and then this part this book uh has a good middle um and it's like getting an oreo <laughs> and the middle is creamy but you bite into it and you find out that the outsides are no longer Oreo. It's uh, it's it's like wheat thins. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah. It's, like it's a wheat thin sandwich with Oreo cream in the middle. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Which I refuse to believe is not some gamer's favorite treat, but still gross. <laughs> Dunk You're it gross, in G fuel and move on. Yeah, gross, gross. <laughs> so. Uh, we left off on chapter nine. Yes, we did. Um, and in the beginning of chapter nine, uh, Carlton, Carlton, uh, he's live and he's stuck inside of an animatronic suit. And, uh, that's, 
that's that's pretty much what happens. Yeah, he's he's probably gonna die. You know, that's that. You think he's gonna die uh, because the spring traps are are just ready for the taste of flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, so we cut over to the gang, and they're like, "Oh my god, the door has been has been melted shut." Or whatever. Yeah, like literally, just like it's just steel plating welded onto it. Just like how? how, 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 how? When did he get the? Where did he get? How did he get back in? Yeah, <laughs> like, and, and I and I'm aware of the I'm aware of the fact that we're dealing with a, a book and a franchise which is going to deal with the ghosts of dead children. But yeah. I got to tell you, if your ghost's uh, defense mechanism is like welding an iron plate onto a door, like kind of a boring ghost. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Yeah. Like, like uh, yeah, my ghosts are really good at construction, as the case yeah. may be. They're good con- good construction to go. They're, they got erector sets as right. kids. Right. You know? They, they um, learned appropriately. They learned appropriately. Erector sets. Do they still make those? And do, are I they still named it. those? Well, we always call them erection sets. I mean, that's I why. Like that's that's why I. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check real quick. Let's, that's just yeah, yeah. Can you look that up while we're erector we sets? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, they still. Well, they make them. Oh. Um. But but the erector set proper is no longer a thing. Uh. But oh. for all intents and purposes, those style of toys are still around. Uh, just got a not bunch with of that name. Exactly. Oh, shit. I found a... Uh, oh, man. Yeah. It just opened up to, like, Legos and shit, did it, too. Did so. it open up to a Warhammer one? Yeah, well, it, it's a... This is, like, off-brand... St- I don't know if this is official Star Wars shit or not, but it's, like, off-brand Lego, off-brand Star Wars, but it looks kind of badass. Yeah. So... Anyway, glory to uh, the emperor. Yeah, uh, <laughs> all hail. <laughs> so they 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 use their um, they press down on the R two button and and activate detective mode, and they find Jason's footprints, and they follow it to a vent uh, in the grounds that he could have fit through, and that's probably how he got in because the mm. door was sealed shut, and they try to force Jessica. Uh, to go in there and Jessica clearly has some issues with claustrophobia and refuses to go in. So they got to figure out how to get onto the roof because apparently there's a space between the roof of Chuck E. Cheese's and, um, and, like, uh, the, and the mall. Yeah. They, they've like encased the Freddy like, Fazbear's basically. Yeah. The, the mall is like, 15 feet high and the Freddy Fazbear's um, is, is 12 feet high. It's, it's, yeah. There's it's like gap. 13 feet high, but yeah, there's a gap between the two. And Charlie remembers that there was a skylight randomly in one of the closets. Yeah. Because closets get skylights, you know, classic. You can't build me a house and not offer the classic closet skylight. That's, yeah. Come on. Come on. Where they, <laughs> Clearly uh, should go. So there's a bit where they're just like running up and down the hallway, carrying a ladder to try to figure out how to get up. And then they find a gap in the ceiling where they can crawl up top and they're crawling along the ceiling and there's rats up there. And this could have been a really good like 
all this entire sequence had it just leaned on, let's say, the Goonies, maybe. Sure. Yeah. I feel like the Goonies would have been a good, um, uh, a good touchstone for this. Yeah. But that kind of childlike adventure wonder kind of thing. Even yeah. If, yeah. It's, no, we don't get no. any of that. Um, it's very they, padded. It's very padded. Uh, they get to the skylight and uh, they open it up. Charlie goes down through it. Uh, and then I wrote down that she steps on a bunch of rakes. Um, <laughs> and this is just shorthands. She doesn't literally step on a bunch of rakes. But it might as well have been that scene from The Simpsons where Sideshow Bob keeps stepping on rakes. Yeah. Um, because... Uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> that, just <laughs> the, I can never get it, but the, the, the grumble he hits. Oh. <laughs> just identical each time. The, 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 the Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Um, uh, Sideshow Bob. No, no children have crossed the Republican Party and lived to tell the tale. <laughs> oh, no. It says the bot. The. the. <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest recurring characters on a television show ever, by the way. My God. <laughs> um, so she steps on a bunch of rakes, basically. She runs into an animatronic and she's she thinks she's been captured by one and she's not. She just like just, bumped into it and she fell over. And it's she, just a costume in the ah! closet. Yeah. Um, and then Marla basically uh, shakes her out of it, slaps her a few times. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that was the scene. I, I was imagining the airplane scene of the woman freaking out. And there's a whole line of people down the aisle waiting to slap her and snap her out of it. <laughs> because, yeah, it is. A, it is truly much ado about nothing. So, yeah. Um, the other thing that happens is they spend a lot of time. And this is the first of two scenes where they spend so much time justifying why they can't get out through the skylight. Yeah. Yeah. They spend yeah. so much time talking about why they can't. Like, well, I guess we could try to break it and be like, well, then we'd have the glass to deal with. And be like, and that's dangerous. And that's dangerous. And I'm like, break the fucking hinge. The it, hinge of the it, light. And they make a point of like getting into the <laughs> physics of how the skylight kind of tilts a little. Like it tilts enough that you can get in, but not enough to get out. Like a crab trap, I guess. And Yeah, it's, it's a crab like, trap. It's a crab trap. They've and, been crab trapped. And, and their really, only hope is carcinization at this point <laughs> is to evolve into the crab. It's it just they they just they really need you to know that they can't escape through the skylight, kids. We gotta let you know. And it's okay, god damn it, we got it. We like got you it. Literally, you literally could have just said, wow, it's like 10 feet uh and it fall far enough for us to fall and be safe. Uh, but we can't reach we it. We can't climb back up there. Yeah. That's all we needed. That's all, you That's needed. all we needed. No, Just we get de pages dedicated to it. To physics um, and broken glass. Thank you. They go into Freddy's proper and they find Jason in the uh, behind the stage control room. And Jason is all tucked in and, and yes, you know. I, I have right here in my notes. Well, that was easy. Well, that was easy. <laughs> Just, uh, oh, there he is. <laughs> there he Great. is. Um, and then we, we, we get a scene with Carlton, like, inching, oh, inchworming his way across the room in yeah. the costume. And then he's like, oh, everything will be fine. 
and it's like a foreshadowing. So Carlton is going to talk telepathically to one of the animatronic suits coming up. Yes. Just just forewarning you, uh, we're getting some bullshit coming up. Um, <laughs> we're getting some serious bullshit. We're getting some serious bullshit. Um, so in the control room, Lamar, Marla, and Jason notice that Bonnie has left the stage. Bonnie's gone. Um, Charlie is out in the open and uh, is just like walking around Freddy's. And then she starts getting chased by Bonnie. So she's, you know... She's doing the run. She's doing yeah, the, the full-on yeah, um, uh, Terminator uh, 2, you know, yeah. policeman run. Uh, what's his name? Jason, uh, uh, Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick, uh, yeah, just, yeah. Just going like this. And um, uh, meanwhile, John is locked into one of the other rooms with Jessica. And you're like, ooh, maybe. Uh, John. Maybe. Yeah, he's thrilled. As long as he's alone with a woman that he can comfort, John's a happy guy. As long as John can get can it's do scary some comforting. There, isn't it? Why don't you hold my hand? <laughs> uh. So um, Charlie ends up getting chased into the bathroom and, and Bonnie is banging down all the stalls and looking through the little cracks and all that stuff. And Charlie does the old dipsy doodle where she like goes underneath the in-between two stalls and sneaks out of the other one and runs behind Bonnie and back into the... And Bonnie's like, no idea where Charlie is. Just, so this just is all out, happening. Outwitting that rabbit. Though, Outwit, outrun, uh, out, out survive survivor. <laughs> the rabbit. <laughs> the rabbit. Um, but now Chica is gone. God damn it. The Chica and her cupcake. Ugh. This isn't even sexy Chica from Five Nights at Freddy's 2. This is... This yeah. Classic, homely. Chica. <laughs> a chica, no one wants to fuck. Yeah. Ugh, come this on. Is, this is Chica, this is Ricency Chica. Ricency, you forget about her the moment you leave. Um, not, um, what's her name? Uh, elf descendant Chica. Meryl from, Chica. Meryl yeah. Chica. From, Who's interesting and condescending. Yes. That cupcake. Whew, whew. Baby. You get into a discussion about politics with that cupcake, and she's going to really make you feel bad. Blow um, your mind. Blow your mind. Among other pieces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about fucking a cupcake. Welcome to Pixel It, bitches. <laughs> Wouldn't be my, the first time. I think my fiance just entered the home as I was screaming. <laughs> That would just fucking figure, wouldn't it? <laughs> just pokes her head and be like, um, Phil, can I talk to you for a moment? I think, uh, I think it's either the podcast or me, sweetheart. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Charlie's running around. She's Scooby-Doing all over the place. She finds Carlton and helps him escape. And it's a real tense bomb defusal scene Yeah, uh, where she is snapping him out of, of the suit. Um, and she gets him out. It's a pretty long scene, but she it gets is. him out. Yeah. It, it takes a while for, for her to get him out. What, um, what are they called? The um, the spring sp traps? Spring traps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any, any, any false move and, and, uh, and gonna, he's dead. He's dead. So very uh, tense. Carlton tells her about Michael and the other kids. So basically the it, it's the, the Five Nights at Freddy's story where yeah. the killer 
kidnap the kids and then jammed the kids into the animatronics and then spring chapped them shut so that the kids got all squishy inside, yeah. which is yeah. God, that's got to be a atrocious way to die. It's 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 horrifying. And and I mean, it it kind of it kind of infuriated me a little because it was like it was like this reminder of of the stuff that I liked about the FNAF lore. Yeah. Uh, that I, it's like, oh yeah, right. That is a very compelling and dark story they tell through those games, uh, and it just it just put into stark contrast what we're dealing with with this book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a little <laughs> bit of a bummer. <laughs> we can't. We, we 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 can't even muster up like righteous indignation over what we're talking about here that was the sound of kevin giving up right that was the sound of me giving up i I just long sigh and yeah i guess that happened phil can you stop cracking jokes i want to get through this fucking book we're almost done actually we're not that far from being done um because there's like uh apparently i got really bored with my notes on the last three chapters and they're they're excru- they're they're they are so short it's like chapter 10 those pages and chapter 11 it's like Sentences. well we'll get there uh, <laughs> it's 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 uh it's brief uh, yeah. i'm telling you now yeah, mercifully um, brief uh, that one of the animatronics is uh, attacking the room that Jess, Jessica, and John are in, um, just banging down the door. I think it's Bonnie at this point is is attacking the room. Um, and meanwhile, in the other room with Lamar, Marla, and Jason, Foxy starts attacking that door, and they realize that the door isn't locked. The mm-hmm. outer door isn't to the room isn't locked. Uh, so they're like, what do we do? What do we do? And Jason's like, I'll fix it. And he goes and he runs to the door and he's just about to like lock it when Foxy bursts in and sinks its, uh, hook into Jason's leg and pulls him screaming into the darkness. Drags him away by a hook in the leg. Like that's pretty brutal shit. It's pretty brutal shit. Um, now there is a lot of reaction written into it into this of like Mm -hmm. Marla being upset and she's like being weird and all that stuff. None of it felt right. That was the thing about Marla's reaction to Jason being dragged away was her just being like, Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm just a little upset. You know, this this day could have gone better. This day could have, it's not like her, like, screaming at like running out into the darkness after him or something like that. Something the, the thing that Marla up to this point as a character would do did not happen. And that's Mm -hmm. why this entire sequence of them trying to pry it out of Marla as to what just happened, which was Foxy fucking sank a, the stupid sharp pirate hook. Why did they give him that pirate hook? (laughs) But it was just a bad idea. Even if you just a bad idea that 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 he'd become a murderous, rampaging robot demon. Still, why not? Why give that to him? No, no need. No need. None. None whatsoever. Oh, gosh. Anyway. um, Yeah. So there's there's pages and pages of of just like them trying to. And Marla's like, everything's fine. And Lamar's like, no, things aren't fine. You know, Jason got taken 
Um, uh, Chica then starts chasing Carlton and Charlie, and everybody, save for Marla and Lamar, is basically back together. Yeah, like they're all they're all one happy family. Um, and uh, chapter eleven. Shit you not, I have four notes on chapter 11. And the first one is Carlton has a concussion. Yeah, that's going to be his, that's going to be more character development um, than most of the characters get. We get to watch the progress of Carlton's concussion. Uh, we still don't know who the fuck Lamar is, but Carlton's got a concussion. Carlton's concussion We've, gets, the concussion itself gets more character development than Lamar does for the entire book. 100%. Yes. <laughs> As the chapters continue, Carlton's loopy ass concussed self uh, just, just gets more airtime than anybody else's hopes and dreams in this fucking book. There's Carlton. And then there's concussed Carlton, two yeah. completely different characters. <gasps> That's what his dad was talking about when he split personalities. Carlton got a concussion the first day of school. There it's it is. It's a good book, Kevin. It's a good book. It's a good book. It's right it's there. You just right have there. to dig. Just really have to dig into that. Um, so I guess Marlon and Lamar are there. I fucking I forget. Um <laughs> And yeah, they, like, all, they all get together. They all yeah, get together. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, Jason's been taken. And then they spend more time talking about the fucking skylight. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah so they do. Charlie <laughs> and Jessica go to check out the skylight. And there is another two pages dedicated to them being like, oh, I guess we can't. They And they repeat some of the same stuff. Like, well, you could break the glass, but then we have dark broken glass to deal with. It, like, it feels like it feels like a moment in an adventure game. Yeah. When, like, you're kind of stuck and you're like, okay, let's retrace some of the rooms and, like, all right, uh, the, the piece of wood uh, doesn't do anything with the door. Uh, this playing card doesn't do anything with the door. Just run through your shit yeah, and scum like the, through it. The rubber what? chicken is not working with the baseball. Right, the Babe Ruth right. autographed baseball and the rubber chicken. And then your character. That. What kind your, of room uh, logic are we dealing with here? Your character, which only had, like, one line for how something doesn't work. Uh, just keeps repeating. That doesn't go with that. That that, that doesn't go with that, that. That doesn't go with that. That doesn't go with that. That doesn't go with that. That, that yeah. <laughs> you know, we have criticized many books on this show for following the, their video games too closely. We've never been in a position to criticize a book for following a completely different game slash genre too closely. <laughs> It is complete. It's a completely useless moment. I, I I remember reading it and thinking like, this must have been like, the author must have been like, I'm gonna I'm gonna put. We have to talk about the skylight, obviously. obviously. And I can't decide whether or not to put it in the beginning here or at the end here. And the editor went, "Fuck it, leave it in. We need both. it. It's another five pages." Yeah, it's both. Why not? It's both. Why not? People talk about things multiple times. It's called real life. Yeah, it's called real life. Um, something I forgot to mention earlier uh, because I didn't write it in my notes, but when Charlie rescues Carlton, officer, the officer, they find Officer Dunn's body. A, yes. Um, B, the security guard walks in on them. Um, and C, Charlie cracks him over the skull 
with a lead pipe yes. and sends him reeling. And she is, she spends a long time concerned that she might've actually killed this man. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know what? In any other book, I feel like that might be interesting. You know, our hero, you know, worried that they actually may have done damage to somebody, even if it's a person that is trying to hurt them or something like that. But at this point, I'm like, look, we're dealing with 16-year-olds playing Scooby-Doo in an abandoned showbiz pizza. I don't I don't give a shit about her sudden morality issues. We need to move on. We need like, to keep it going. And yeah. so they go to question the guy. Um, and they, um, they, Charlie's like, oh no, he's dead. He's definitely dead. And he's mm. not dead. They, they spend like a page waking him up. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then they realize, um, he like won't talk to them, to them unless he has the, the bunny hat on. Um, this happened. This, yeah, <laughs> this is this is real. This is yeah. real. Uh, not making suddenly this up. This suddenly he won't talk to them unless he has the 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 golden Bonnie uh, hat on. And so they they give it to him, and they get a whole. This is a whole lore dump about how, um, like uh, the kids, and he's a murderer, and John punches them at some point. Oh um, yeah, John's John, fucking macho bullshit again. John goes macho man. Um, uh, macho King because Macho Man wouldn't have done that. That would have been a Macho no. King move. No. Um, John goes Macho King Randy Savage and starts <laughs> beating the shit out of the security guard uh, who at this point we know is not actually the security guard. Um, well, we don't know it yet. We're going to find out in a little bit with the right. most absurd moment in the book. Are you, re- are you ready, guys? Are Let's you put ready, guys? That. So before we get to that, this is the stuff we already know. The kids were put into the animatronics. If you if you know anything about Five Nights at Freddy's, the kids are in the animatronics. They're they were squished in there, and their ghosts possess the animatronic machines. Um, and the uh, kids, uh, the animatronics are after that the group of kids mm-hmm. that are there right now because they are the closest thing that resembles grown ups, and grown ups yes. are going to end their fun time or something like that. Uh, yeah, and, and they're not they're not themselves anymore. Like the kids now as as ghostly beings are not they don't have memories of being kids. They're just kind of these weird ethereal ids, I guess. Yes. Um and the guy, the security guard says, "Well, they're after you. They're not after me because I'm one of them." Um and he like, you know, ha ha ha, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh he's like, "You guys aren't going to survive the night." And meanwhile, meanwhile, we leave the comfort of our Chuck E. Cheese and <laughs> our our dubious Charles comfort, yeah. our, the dubious comfort of the Charles Entertainment Cheese. Uh, <laughs> That's Frederick, right. Frederick Fazbear's um, uh, pizzeria establishment. <laughs> and we go to uh, Carlton's dad. Remember Carlton's dad, the most useless person in the book? Just pointless. Just just absolute useless person. Useless character. <laughs> um, he he's he's the one who was like, oh, Carlton's just playing a prank on you. He's gonna pop up at any minute. <laughs> um Yeah, he's a he's he's bad and he should feel bad. So he decides 
Oh fuck! I'm a cop. I I, I should play. Oh, I should, right, <laughs> oh, right. I should actually do some shit. Um, and he starts doing some detective work and looking things up. And it's like we get we get a whole like, you know, it's the it's the end of the usual suspects, and the <laughs> the the cop is um, looking at the the board and he's piecing it all together. And like, wait a minute, Barbershop Bonnie Quartet. is Kaiser Sose. <laughs> and he sees barbershop quartet and he drops his mug of of <laughs> of coffee um what's that actor's name oh he's a good actor yeah uh, he is good. chaz palmentary damn there we go. damn son <laughs> jesus pulled that out of the clear blue sky god chaz damn. palmentary is basically sitting there going like oh my gosh and um and and it's it's more akin to um, Charlie uh, and the Pepe Sylvia uh, moment um, in in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you know? So, okay, side note, complete side note. Yeah. Something, I saw somebody tweet this, and I have no idea if it's true. Um, but uh, Charlie keeps looking for somebody named Pepe Sylvia, right? Uh, we also know that Charlie has been hit in the head a lot and yeah. he has some issues. Um, somebody pointed out that it's never explained in the show, but Pepe Sylvia isn't a person. He just keeps seeing Pennsylvania. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. On the, on the envelopes. That's good. And misreading that's, it. <laughs> that's good. Oh, you know what? Sometimes the internet is a beautiful place. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if that was intended, but that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of you. Yeah. You can't look me in the eye and tell me that doesn't make perfect sense. If you just made that full canon. Come on. God damn it. That's awesome. Um, so anyway, uh, Pepe Sylvia is looking through the evidence and uh, he figures out um, that William Afton is Dave. Yes. Mind explosive. <laughs> um, yeah. So because William Afton was a uh, big chubby dude and then lost weight. Yeah. Yeah. This pissed me off. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't know all the stuff about FNAF, so I don't know how much this works or not. But yeah. when this discovery annoyed me a lot because I got ahead of the book in my head and uh, I didn't mention this in previous episodes, but when they were talking about Dave and his sagging skin and he's got these scars on him and all that stuff, I went, Oh fuck. Don't tell me that one of the animatronics, uh, didn't use him as a skin suit and like he's one of the animate like you could do that oh, yeah you yeah, know yeah. i thought that's where they were going with it. it's like no he just he just lost a lot of weight real fast it's like well cool cool okay. detail guys neat detail <laughs> neat great um so he he figures that out then basically the next a bunch of pages are the kids Scooby Dooing around. Yeah, it's just it's just an extended Scooby Doo sequence, and yeah. without any of the charm. Um, None. This is most of the rest of the book is an extended Scooby Doo sequence. Oh uh, yeah, 
Yeah, you, you've seen the <laughs> 60s and 70s Scooby-Doo's. They're going in one door, out the other door. and It's, yeah. it's that with animatronics chasing them around. It, it, yeah. It, that's what this is for basically um, the rest of the book. For basically the rest of the book. And then Clay uh, gets the hero moment and knocks the door down yeah. um, as a police officer. And I have, uh, uh, I have in my notes here, deus ex cop. Uh, <laughs> we just needed to wait for a cop to come and save us, I guess. Okay. Uh, deus ex copia. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Clay breaks the door down. Uh, and then Dave tries to kill Charlie and he's like, you're not leaving. And Clay's like, boo. Clay, who has a gun, I think, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And what is it? What do you think he's threatening her with? Uh, what is he threatening her with? It's like a knife or it's not. He's it's just not a gun. choking her. Is that it? Yeah, oh, that's right. He's like, I'll just break her neck. Like, yeah, dude. Okay. Um, and Clay's like, so he brings, just for everyone's reference, Clay brings a gun to a nothing fight and right. somehow still loses. Still loses. <laughs> Clay <laughs> is the most worthless. His wife, like his wife, if, if we are meant to have any respect for him in the next book, we will find out that she served him with divorce papers this night. Yeah, like, not long, not long after he was served with divorce papers, and yeah, for being completely useless. Like God, he, he knows more than from the everybody, <laughs> and he's living off of a pension. Um, you know, out somewhere in Iowa, and yeah, and by Des Moines, Ma- mailing suspicious packages to local governments. Yeah, he's he's actually uh, pretty big on the QAnon message boards now. No, fuck that. He is Q. He That's is what cute. we're gonna find out. That's what we're There's gonna find out. Is is this yeah. is a fictional character from Five Nights at Freddy's? The Silver right. Eyes is we all, we all is knew. We, we all, all knew that's we all Scott know it's going. It's going, going to, to come down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We knew he was responsible somehow. Yeah. So uh, Charlie uh, takes a little agency back. Um, and sets off the spring traps in Dave's suit, which is a great scene. It's pretty cool. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. cool. Uh, it basically starts clamping, like, so all the animatronic guts of the suit, which are just, like, sitting against his skin, start getting, like, jammed further in where they're supposed to be. And it's just, like, crushing him from the inside. Yeah. Um Terrible and design, by the way. Just terrible, terrible design. Just the worst. I mean, Charlie, god damn it, your dad sucked. Dude, your dad could have. He's like, what? How cheap are you? That he's like, all right, we're gonna have animatronics and we're gonna have suits over here. It costs twenty dollars to make the fucking fursuit. So we don't need to risk anyone's lives with these spring traps. That's a yeah. fun idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, god damn, he could have just paid somebody minimum wage instead right. of to wear the su- fucking suit instead just sew of sew it together. It's just not a big deal, Come on, man. Come um, on. Anyway, sets off the spring traps. Michael telepathically tells all the kids things are going to be a okay. Yeah, sure and, does. And uh, they leave, and it's 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 
sunset, I think, outside yeah. when they get out of there because they were in there. Yeah, they, they do have a moment where they needlessly discuss Earlier, that. they talk about that it's only 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah. Right. And here's the thing. It was such a wasted opportunity because I was, I was reading the book and uh, I forget which one of them asks because they're all interchangeable, so fuck it. One of them says, what time is it? And the other one says, it's 4. And in my head, I went, oh, it's 4 a.m., uh, five Nights at Freddy's, you got to get to 6 a.m. So they're kind of saying we're drawing to a conclusion here. If you could just hold out another couple of hours, you're going to make it. And then they're like, no, it's 4 p.m. It's like, what the fuck was the point of that? Yeah. Yeah, it could have been an, it could have been a neat little Easter egg for the right. uh, to the game. Just, but, it, but it just ended up being useless instead. And <laughs> just correct me another if I'm wrong. I only did point. four nights at Freddy's. I think four nights. We were we were thinking it was going to be five, but I think yeah. four. Yeah. Um. So for chapter thirteen, I took no notes. I just wrote the end. But uh, yeah. there are things that happen in chapter thirteen. Yeah. Um, yeah. John uh, Charlie tells John that uh, it's not you. It's it's me. Um, oh my God, John. Move on with your life, dude. Jesus Christ, but dude. She has been giving uh, him signal after signal. And she's still- she gives a it's actually a super interesting answer that she gives. Um, and it's kind of but it is kind of like cribbing off of the same thing she talks about with her mother, where yeah. it's like the weight of the the shit that happened to us collectively is too much. Like we yeah. can't the uh anything could not withstand the weight of that yeah um, which and is like yeah that makes sense it makes total sense you know and and there's so much evidence for it and it makes total sense within the world and it and it, it makes sense outside of the world but i was still in my head going that's a pretty good excuse charlie good job good job, good job. yeah you just you nailed it <laughs> it's just like oh i just couldn't uh because you make me think of all this stuff and i guess oh, sorry oh, can't do it. um <laughs> yeah they also ask her what they want to do with freddy's and she's just like let it be or something right. like that what like, what the f- no, it hasn't earned that. I would say bulldoze this shit. Oh like, yeah, let's 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 burn it to the ground. How about that? How about like, we we bull? How about we turned all this into a green space? Why we have right. this fucking parking lot with a with a concrete abandoned shopping right. mall? Like, can we just right. turn this into a ball field or something? With or without psychopathic animatronics, I think we could make a better use of the space. Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, who gives a shit what Charlie thinks? Like, right. we've, we've got to decide the fate of this abandoned mall. Let's ask this 17-year-old with PTSD. I'm sure that'll yeah. be an informed That'll be decision. great. Yeah. Um, Charlie then also goes to a, um, she goes to the, 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 what am I forgetting the name? Cemetery. Yeah. I forgot the word for cemetery. The, the, uh, the dead place yard. Yeah. The, the, the bone orchard. The skull um, spot. <laughs> Um, yeah, she goes to the cemetery to see her dad's grave and then she has a, I don't know, it's a dumb dream. She has a dumb dream about her dad. Yeah. It's how the book ends. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Her dad is in part responsible for a lot of this bullshit. So what the fuck? It's literally like 
them looking. She's a little girl, little girl, and she like sees something in the distance and won't stop There's laughing a bird. at it. She's laughing yeah, at a bird. bird, and she's laughing at the bird. And he's like, "What are you laughing at? What are you laughing at?" And finally, he sees the bird, and he starts laughing too. And I die inside. The <laughs> end. The end. The book is over. Um, I have nothing else to say. It's still better than Dead Space. It is still better than Dead Space. Uh, I I have to point this out because it was driving me crazy. And I don't think that more of the kids needed to die because the book needed to satisfy some level of my bloodlust. Uh, I barely even think that they needed to die uh, because they weren't interesting and uh, and it's a horror book and that's what you do. But we have one total fatality. It's with a character we don't know anything about. It's a cop and and the villain and the villain. Aside the from end. the villain, yeah. Uh, yeah, aside from the villain. Um, when in a slasher movie uh, or a horror movie of any stripe, you have like that. There's a reason Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and all those other movies have like eight kids uh, right. that you're dealing with because you want to see them all get picked off in interesting, uh, uh, gorific ways. That's part of the appeal of horror. And it makes it, you know, it, it ups the tension. You know, people will die. And even then, even in those movies, we have better developed characters than we did here. And yeah, these kids aren't developed well enough to serve any other purpose other than just like death. And we found him hanging in the closet. We found her with her head chopped up. Like, at least if stuff like that happened, you'd go, well, we didn't want to get to know him too well because he was just going to be fodder for Freddy or something like that. But nobody, nobody in this team of kids dies, and I don't know them well enough to give a shit whether they live right. or die. Yeah. It's a we. All right, I wrote it down. <clears throat> this is, I wrote it down. Our developed characters. All right, Charlie developed. I think we can. Yeah. Yeah, we Charlie's got we got enough of Charlie. We, yeah. we got plenty of Charlie. Fine. Uh, John, r- writer and scumbag. But I repeat myself. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> all we know about John really is that he wants to be the first man in line to hug any woman who's weeping in a whaling. Uh, he wrote a sad story, I guess, and he wrote and a sad it. story once, and yeah. Uh, Clayton, uh, kind of, I, I hesitate to say that he's like the team smart ass because he only kind of, uh, yeah, sorry, Carl, uh, he he only basically becomes. Uh, the smart ass when he's concussed and he starts saying loopy, silly things. Yeah. But by the way, we never get any level of closure on him being a psychopath in high school. No, we don't. We get nothing. We, we are told by his father that he was basically a psycho and nothing comes of it. Like I thought we were setting it up that the dad's in on it somehow. And right. like, he's just like, Oh, you can't trust my son because he's a psycho. And no, he ends up being the hero and 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 Carlton ends up being just, you know, another one of the kids that needs to be saved. What the fuck is that all about? Like it just it was that was more than a red herring. Like that's a red Godzilla. Yeah. Like I don't know <laughs> what that was all about. 
Um, <laughs> Jess, who we know, is pretty. Jason is a child. Marla is jolly. Uh, yes. Yeah. And, and, and Lamar is black. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all we get. That is the extent of the character. I, guys, I cannot overemphasize how little development goes into the majority of these characters. You have like 400 some pages and you can, you, you, there's no excuse. Kevin, this book is so long. It's so long. It's such, the fact that we were able, like we, guys, you may have noticed, we've been trying to get these episodes into a more clip. We're trying to, we're trying to do more books and shorter series overall. And this was one of the ones that when I really looked at it, uh, you know, a good rule of thumb is if you look at the audiobook, for example, all you need to yeah. do is look up the length of the audiobook because typeface, all that stuff can vary. But if but we're looking at a book that its audiobook format is almost 12 hours long, that is a long book. That is not a short, it's one of the longest books we've read on this show. Um, and yeah. we still managed to get it into three episodes. Part of that is because we're amazing. Look, yeah, we're that's what you, you come know, here for. We're kind of good at this. But the other part is nothing happens. Nothing happens. <laughs> nothing happens. <laughs> you did the work for me. Like, it's just, it's unreal. It, it, I don't know how this is allowed to happen. I I just, I find it very entertaining. I, I mentioned this last episode, but I find it very entertaining to go into the Goodreads reviews and see like five stars. People are like, FNAF is fun. I love FNAF. And you you didn't read this. And then like the one star reviews right after it, there's like, this is bad. Like it just, it, it is, it is, it is pretty much undisputed. Like you either yeah. didn't read this book. And, and as far as you're concerned, Scott Cawthon, can't can do no wrong right uh, or you read it and you're like oh this is not a good book period yeah this is this is one of the worst books we've read on this and show i i i just find it it's just so weird so scott cawthon is listed as an author on this along yeah. with uh cure breed Reesley. i think it's just i think it's weird that we we have trouble finding out more about her mm-hmm. um or her some of her other work um, I mean, she has a Twitter. Don't go looking for it. You know. Yeah, don't don't harass these don't people. Harass by the, the way, the, I, I don't. I feel like our but, audience isn't that kind of people. But don't, no, no, don't harass she, the And you know, the only thing I, I noticed though is she's she's pretty she's a pretty left leaning political yeah. person. She which, seems pretty cool. Um, yeah, she seems cool. I, it's just weird. It's a weird, strange bedfellows that for is somebody true. like like her and somebody like Scott Cawthon. Um, and it's just interesting. I would be curious, uh, to know what the writing workload was, Mm -hmm. whether he basically wrote out the, like an entire treatment of, of what this was supposed to be. And then it was, she was just responsible for, you know, adding dialogue and turning it into a a manuscript or something like that. Yeah. It makes me wonder how the, how it was divided. Um, yeah, yeah. It's already an interesting situation we find ourselves with these people where books don't have multiple authors that often. No, um, not generally. Not it's generally. a special occasion when they do. You get your good omens, stuff like that, you know. Right. Um, you know, graphic novels and comic books, you know, it's multiple True. authors because you have the art artists, the the inkers, uh, the writer, all that stuff. Um, 
But in terms of a book, there's usually just one author listed. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, you know, when we've talked about this before on the pod, that books, even though books have one author listed, those they the author isn't the only author of a book. You yeah. know, they're yeah. they are they are the person who did the bulk of the, the tippity typing and, and stuff like that. But the editor is going to be a major unnamed major. factor on <laughs> yeah on that book. Yeah, there, um, there almost are, to the extent of that, like they should probably get a little bit more credit than they way do. More, way um, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are there are there are stories galore of writers who got too big for their britches and decided they didn't need their editor anymore, and then suddenly their books started to suck ass. Yeah, uh, yeah. What a coinky dink, you know? Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Um, mm. It's sort of like uh, the relationship between a director in film production, a director and an editor. Yeah. Um, where, you know, a, a lot of times a director will have an editor that they need in order to tell their story. I know uh, Martin Scorsese um, and people like Scorsese and Tarantino, they have uh, an editor that they've worked with for years. I believe yeah. Tarantino's editor passed away uh, a few years ago. Um, and he's been working on his, on his own since then. Right. Um, and, you know, we all saw his, uh, what was that? The, the, the Los Angeles movie. Uh, oh boy. I, uh, I, I want to fuck in, Los Angeles with my once penis. Upon a the time movie. in Hollywood. We yeah. all saw that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. If there's any director on the planet who needs a good editor, it's a man like Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That man needs an editor for his life. Yeah. <laughs> like we're going to cut the last five seconds of what you just said out. Uh, that's, that's We just don't need it. We don't need it, Quentin. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it. That's it for FNAF. We're not coming. We're not, we're not doing another FNAF book. Probably not. Well, never okay. say never, but, you know, it was I guess. It though. Eventually, when we have a Patreon, uh, we can yeah. put it as a goal. But if you guys want to pay us to do a FNAF book, we're not free, but we can be bought. We can be bought. Yes. Make us. And that's, that'll and be that's, a, and that's that, the thing to remember about Writers for Hire. That's how we end up with Kira working, a left-leaning writer working with a right-leaning yeah. uh, creator. <laughs> right, exactly. So um, there will be a Patreon uh, tier that just says, uh, make us read FNAF eventually. <laughs> and if somebody, if somebody signs up at that tier, then we'll have no reason, no, uh, recourse, but to actually break down and read book two in the series. No choice. So no choice. Um, so that leads us to Phil. What are you playing? Oh, okay. So tomorrow my new gaming rig, uh, is going to be ready and I get to start playing with that and catch up on vampire survivors and, and all that other good shit, uh, because I need a new gaming rig to play vampire survivors. It's embarrassing. You do. I think that that makes sense. Yes. Um, but I did recently beat uncharted. Uh, I, I really enjoyed myself, had a lot of fun. Uh, naughty dog still remains one of their controls have always sucked. As far as I'm concerned, um, I haven't played anything recent or, you know, the the only the only real things by Naughty Dog that I've played 
are Last of Us, the first one, and uh, and and the first Uncharted. So it might just be a matter of it not aging well or something. Right. But man, I hate the controls. Uh, but a lot of fun. And uh, and as I mentioned before, the the fun thing about these you know console games, keeping up with spectacle and everything. Uh, you know, lean back and just blow some things up kind of fun. Uh, I, I'm, I, I kept in that tradition and I started playing uh, Doom Eternal again. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I I'd started that one and something happened. I got distracted and I stopped playing. But man, ugh, these the last two Doom games are fucking great. They're they just are amazing. So much fun. So gory. So colorful. It, it's a it, 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 it even like. It's and it's not even that they're like the easiest games in the world. They're they can actually be pretty tough, but um, but they just get you. It's like you die, get back into it. You die, get back into it, and and it's high high. It's it's high energy, fast paced. Uh, you know, just dumb. Let's blow things up kind of action. But the art direction is fucking insane. Like you get to see, you know, the st- I, I found myself like stopping several times and like you could see these monster titans in the background and these, yeah. these hellscapes. Holy shit, it's gorgeous. And I have to believe that it is missed by like 75% of the people who play the game. Oh, yeah. People are just ripping and tearing until the job Absolutely. is done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Until Rip the job is done. Tear. So um, I've, I've done that. That's what I've been playing. It's been great. I've really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. What about you? Uh, so I have been playing, I still have been playing, uh, last call, um, BBS, oh, okay. um, and, uh, I'm working my way through the, uh, 20th century food court area, uh, doing the puzzles there. Um, also dipping between that and weird West. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I finally gotten back to where I was, um, I had I started playing the game and I was kind of zipping through it and then I realized oh I need to take a little bit more time with that look around smell the roses a little bit more and I'm glad yeah. I did that I started back over at the beginning and I found a bunch of side quests that I had missed and all that fun stuff so I'm three fifths of the way through Weird West because I believe there are five there's five plot lines total that you have to play through um, and I'm almost at the end of the third one. Um, so that's cool. Um, and also I'm playing, uh, cult of the lamb. Oh, that game looks like so much fun. It is fun. So it's like, um, I, the way I described it, uh, to a friend of ours was it's basically, uh, the binding of Isaac, but not edgelord. Uh Um, (laughs) so it's got a, it's, you're, you basically, you play as this lamb and you're the last lamb, well, you're the last of your kind, Mm -hmm. um, and you're being sacrificed to, uh, the, to appease the new gods, I think. And you have to, you, and one of the old gods is like, oh, you're not dying yet and like resurrects you and you have to start a cult and you have to kill the bishops of this of this uh, this religion. At the same time, you basically have to run a little farming uh, like town simulation. That's adorable. It's basically like this Animal Crossing meets the satanic panic. 
<laughs> oh no. That is right up my fucking alley. God damn it. Okay. Okay. So, you know, that. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a really cute game. Uh, I love it. And it's one of those games where you think about it when you're not playing it because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I want to get in there. And it's got a lot of it's got a lot of bars and things to collect and a lot of little it, it's it has that vampire survivor. Um, it scratches an itch like vampire survivors does where, where you could have things you're getting things and you're unlocking mm-hmm. things and you're achieving things and you're 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 adding new powers and you're making new doctrines all like all the time you're doing something. There's right. never a moment where there's a real lull in, in, or you have to grind or what have you. Um, is there an end game with it? There or is. is it just- yeah. You, okay. you kill, you have to kill, um, kill the four bishops. And then I think there's a God that you have to kill. Nice. Um, okay. So attack and dethrone God is the, uh, <laughs> is the end I'm game. And, um, Oh, the doctrines are so cool. So that adds a little bit of a replayability. So, so the doctrines are what shape your cult. And so you could say, um, "Am I am I selling you too hard? Oh, I Have I sold you on this?" So, so the doctrines, uh, <laughs> you get a you get a something called a commandment tablet, um, or part of, like a piece of the commandment tablet or something like that. And every three you collect, it forces into like. A commandment like the Ten Commandments type of thing, yeah. And you can use that to declare a doctrine for your church, and like the doctrine could be uh, something that gives your your villagers like a passive faith bonus, or something that allows them to, I don't know, be cannibals and not suffer any penalty for it. Um, so that's like that's all the fun one of the ones the doctrines that i picked was called grass eater so early on uh one of the dishes that you can serve your people because they get hungry over time is made out of grass but it lowers their faith and it could make them sick if you want to uh you can take this grass eater doctrine and suddenly there's no penalty for them eating grass and grass oh, is like the man. most yeah. plentiful like thing that you can find so yeah that's that's what i've been playing and that I'm, sounds so much fun yeah i'm gonna check play that out. play it when i get get out of this call i'll probably get fired <laughs> up and, and check, yeah, on my, awesome. check on my little vi- villagers with my little lamb my little cute little lamb whose eyes grow glow red when he's doing a sermon <laughs> I love it. I I I never would have started a cult, but if I was the sort of fella that was inclined to do it, I know I'd be just darling at it. So it's got to be it's got to be some level of appeal for a guy like me in a game like this. So on that note, we'll leave you. Uh, <laughs> if you really want to help us out, uh, give us a five star review on Apple or Spotify or Good Pods or wherever you listen your podcast it really helps us out uh additionally follow us on twitter and instagram our handle on both platforms is at pixel lit pod all one word and uh 
don't be afraid to visit our website, pixelitpod.com. That's where you can find uh, ep- the episodes posted alongside their transcripts, as well as links to our Discord and Steam curator pages. And all of that is fun stuff, let me tell you. Uh, yeah. that'll do it. That'll do it for tonight's episode. Thank you so much for listening and have a good night, everybody. Bye.